<laughs> they already know what's happening when they hear that whistle, you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> really, man? Really? Uh, run it back, run it back again. It's the comeback kid again. Touchdown, got a score and win. Wing stop, lemon pepper shit. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's going on? It's Malik here. Back with episode, not back. We're starting it. Episode one of the unnamed podcast. I'm here with my guy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, guys? My name's Ivan. Ivan. All right. So basically, on this podcast, we're probably going to just talk about, just hit on college football, uh, maybe some NFL football, maybe some NBA starting up the day that we're recording this. So I'll let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit, tell them who you are, where your affiliation lies, where your homerism will come out. Well, like I said, my name's Ivan. Uh, I'm from small-ass Bryan, Ohio. We don't have any team near us within any college, pro, anything within probably two hours, D1 or, like I said, professional. Um, My homerism is definitely going to come out once we start talking about college football, we're bringing up the best team in the nation, that being the Fighting Irish that hail from South Bend, Indiana. Um, I don't really know how the affiliated affiliation started with my family. I want to say it was like maybe a grandpa or maybe my mom was just like when I was a mom or four kid. But since then, I don't think I've missed a game. Like I've missed homecoming dances, and uh, I've gone to soccer games and had to leave right after because the game was starting at three thirty. The loyalty runs deep. Or like I said, homecoming dances—they would start at eight. Notre Dame had a seven thirty kickoff. I wasn't gonna miss that. And professional-wise, I've tortured myself for about. 11, 12 years now, since whatever draft Brady Quinn got drafted, I told myself I would be a fan of whatever team he got drafted to. And oh, that's how it started. Yikes. And he got drafted to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I've seen us win 10 games in a year and not make the playoffs, and I've seen us go 1 and 31 in the last. And you've seen them on Hard Knocks. Did you watch Hard Knocks? Yeah. You did? Definitely. For sure. My neighbor, um, it's pretty cool, uh, during like elementary school and middle school, his family was huge Notre Dame fans. And then the, na- the neighbors right beside us are big Notre Dame fans. So the one who I was cool with in elementary school, he had a dog and named him Brady. So that in uh, seventh grade we got a dog. We got we rescued a husky and we were all deciding on the names. And my pick was Teo. Because at the time Teo. Manta Teo. Yeah, Manta Teo. At the time he didn't go through his it was like a year later they started, you know, yeah. the controversy came out. That was his Heisman Heisman year, Heisman run year. Uh, I think it was the year before. The year before? Yeah, because all the girlfriend stuff is kind of what, like, yeah, it was like kind of it fueled it. That, kind of fueled his hives around. Everyone was feeling bad for him. His girlfriend died. Oh. But. He's got catfish. <laughs> but, uh, we ended up naming him Kozar after the Browns' great Bernie Kozar. So. From the U. All right. So. I'll, get, I'll introduce myself. I'm Malik from. Suburb, Westerville, Ohio. I'm a suburban dude. Voice cracked. That was disgusting. Um, it's, a little, it's outside of Columbus. Uh, so pretty much unlike you, we got one of the biggest sports scenes. With, with a, We have a hockey team, a soccer team that's about to leave, probably, maybe. They, um, somebody, oh, it was the Browns owner. He just bought them. He just bought them. They're soccer team's not leaving. Staying in Columbus. Boom. I've never been to a Columbus crew game in my life. So far. <laughs> um, and, of course, Ohio State University. We're not saying the around here. They don't get any respect right now. 
I am not an Ohio State fan up until for, I would say, five years of my life from the age three up to the age around seven or eight, four or five years. I was an Ohio State fan just by force, you know, everybody around me, an Ohio State fan. Um, I go to, I was a, went to this Christian school and I think on Fridays we would, they would have us, no, we, we wear uniforms. And some days we would go watch the Ohio State band perform. It was like a day where we would go. And we, would have, we wouldn't have to, but they would want us to wear like Ohio State gear. So that was kind of where my fandom lied. And the fateful day of the 2006, actually that means that was only about three years in my life was Ohio State fan. Because 2006, not 2008. 2006 National Championship, my fandom lasted up until the first kickoff. Oh, when fun, Ted Ginn took it back and he broke his ankle, and I was like, dang, they're about to lose. I'm going to just – and Florida started taking off, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to just ride with Florida. I'm going to start rooting for Florida. Florida's my team. I was like, that number eight, he's, he's pretty dope. Percy Harvin, that's where he took my fandom to another level, except it wasn't that serious because – Living in Columbus, you can only watch so many Florida games, and I was like six, seven years old, so I wasn't like controlling the TV remote. So I didn't really watch that many games. Um, for a little bit, I was an Oregon fan just because their uniforms were dope. They had little Michael James, everybody. It was just they were playing fast. It was it was entertaining. So I was an Oregon fan for a little bit. Then they started losing again. So I was like, okay, let me go back to my roots, my my room. I never really, like, left being a Florida fan, but I don't know. It just kind of died off because Oregon was up. They were up. Florida was, like, they weren't down completely. This was around the Little Muschamp years, so they weren't completely down. Uh, my room, it still is, is painted, like, a swamp green. It's not, like, a super dark green, but it's not, like, a bright green. It's kind of, like, middle-ish. It's painted that green, and it has... Florida wallpaper on it and it has orange and blue like painting on like around my closet so that's one one part of my Florida fan but it's definitely taken off here in the recent years um I struggled through the the Jim McElwain years those fake 10 and two fake 10 and 4 seasons that finished off getting our asses kicked by Alabama the hope was real. I was talking trash on Snapchat, like, oh, we about to beat Alabama, especially after we beat LSU two years ago. The trash talk was real. But that's where it is in college football. So if we ever do pick em games or talk about Florida games, I'm picking Florida unless it starts becoming a bad omen to where I pick Florida and we lose. Uh, I guess I'll go to the NFL. Um that's who has been all over the place, just following players, really. Uh, probably started off with, I think it started off with Marshall Falk, so I was a Rams fan. Then it went to LaDainian Tomlinson. And then Percy Harvin went to the league, so I was like, okay, let's see what the Vikings are doing. And then... Was it the Vikings first? Or he went to the Vikings first. And then he went to the Seahawks, so I was like, okay, let's see what the Seahawks are doing. It's actually interesting, because... My cousin played for Buffalo back when Marshawn Lynch was still in Buffalo. Really? And I was like, and I actually met Marshawn Lynch. He was cool ass dude, cool as fuck. So, um, so I met him. I don't really remember it. My dad said he was pretty cool, always laughing and stuff. So I was like, so I kind of used that. I was like, okay, Percy's on the Seahawks, Marshawn's on the Seahawks. They got dope jerseys. We're going to rock out with the Seahawks for a little bit. They won their Super Bowl. I think they won two, right? They won. No, they only won one. They only won one. They, beat the, they whooped the Broncos. They, and then the next year, they, they lost yeah. to the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I think so. Well, doesn't even matter. I'm serious. But, and then, let's see. He went to the. After that, did he go to the. I think he went straight to Buffalo where he had a year with the Jets. I didn't really stick with the Jets. I was like, nah, I'm not following you. I'm not following you there, my dude. <laughs> But he did. I did stick. I did go with him to Buffalo. I was like, okay, they got Tyrod Taylor. I'll, 
I'll see what this is, what's going on over here. And that's where I'm at right now is the Buffalo Bills and this, I don't even know what to call it. Somehow our defense is, somehow the defense is winning our games and Josh Allen is somehow winning our games as well. Right. We he have, he did, he did, he did. Oh, don't get me started on the Peter man. All right, so I, it's not even really his fault that I don't like him. I think it's because, as it is his fault, he threw five interceptions against the Chargers. That was the, I was, I don't know where I was driving, but I was listening to it on the radio. And they said that, or no, I think it was like throughout the week they were saying that Tyrod wasn't going to start. And I was like, why is he not going to start? We have a good record. We're on, on pace to make the playoffs, maybe. Why is he not starting? And then he went out there and threw five picks. And I was like, yeah, this guy is a scrub. He threw him in the first half. First, probably. Probably first half. I know Tyrod came in later in the game, but I was like, I can't even watch this, listen to it. But, yeah, this year, I don't even know what to really – I don't know what to want for this team because I don't want them to, like, just keep winning, really, because we have no weapons on offense. Our best receiver is Charles Clay. Kelvin Benjamin is not our best receiver. It is Charles Clay by – That's a disrespective move that Josh Allen has in the – yeah, yeah, we gotta. I don't know about that. We gotta. Something's gotta fix that. Some. Oh, I didn't even tweet it today. I was gonna tweet. I was gonna start a daily trade Kelvin Benjamin tweet and at the Buffalo Bills. Still got two and a half hours. I didn't do it on Monday either. I don't think so. That's not gonna work. I'll start it again next Sunday. Next Sunday is when it's gonna start. But I don't even. I don't know what to want. I feel like this team could be. Six and ten. I haven't looked at the schedule. This team could be six and ten, but it can also be two and fourteen. They could easily not win any more games, just because there's the offensive line is bad, and there is no one to get the ball to, and Lashawn McCoy is on his last leg. And but the defense is. I don't think. You guys haven't had anybody retire in a few games. No one's retired. Vontae Davis left, um, which is probably a good thing because he was – he was. I get it, man. He's old. Played a lot of football. I get it, man. You don't want to play. It was – but anyways, I'm not going to ramble on about that. Uh, what was I just saying? The defense has been – I don't think they've allowed a 300-yard passer this year unless they just did last game. No, they didn't because Deshaun Watson only scored, only threw for like 100 yards. But they didn't let Aaron Rodgers tear him up, didn't let Kirk Cousins tear him up. So there's that. that's a bright spot of the team. I'm going to stop talking about the Bills, though, because I don't know a whole bunch about them. I haven't watched – I've probably watched a total of 10 minutes of their games this year. No, so, unfortunately, watched every Browns game. Yeah, Browns games we are – Easy to watch. Other than this last game, yeah. we should have been undefeated. Yeah, that last game was bad. Two, oh. two straight games. We had terrible kickers, Aaron Gonzalez. Uh-huh. Missed an extra point yeah. in the Steelers game. A field goal and had a field goal blocked. Tied. Which, in the NFL 2018, we should be tied games. Yeah. Second week, he missed an extra point. Three field goals, I believe. And we lost by three to the Saints in overtime. Third game, Baker comes in, we win. Yeah. That's amazing. Fourth game. Fourth game, it was the ref's fault because we got screwed on the strip sack that would have went to the house against the Raiders. And then last, who was after that? Who we beat? Oh, yeah, the Ravens because they're just terrible. The Ravens aren't. Are the Ravens really terrible though? Or is that just the AFC? What is it? AFC North? Yeah. AFC North bias, right there. The Ravens got a. Their defense is something serious. Their defensive line is something serious. They got a whole bunch of big dudes. Um. Yeah, that last game was. 
I went out to eat with the family and legit, they had five TVs. All of them were playing the Browns game. When, and it was 40 to what? 40 to three at the time? I don't know if it got up that high, but I think we, 30 yeah, to 3, like maybe. 34, 14. 34. Know, it was, yeah, it was bad. And they were still just playing the game. I was like, and at one point, they turned on the TV guide. They flipped through all the other games that were playing and put it back on the Browns game. I was like, this is not how this is supposed to go. I'll be honest, uh, I lied a little bit ago. At halftime, I just stopped watching. Halftime? Or maybe like the end of the third. I feel you. I stopped watching. I played Madden. I feel you. I I feel you. Hey, some I've been through that many of times, especially especially last year with with my Gators four and eight, four and seven season. We're not going to talk about that much. There were times we went to halftime. We went four and eight two years ago. (laughs) Those are dark times, man. Dark times when your only wins can come against. Think when you can only struggle to beat the teams you're supposed to blow out. There were many a times where at halftime, I would just say, you know what? I'm going to just go take a nap. Because <laughs> we were beating some scrub teams. I think that is we lost to all our games. We only had like, I think, two blowout losses. So we should have been like 10 and 2. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I know we definitely got blown out by Georgia. I don't think I watched that game last year. We're about to. We're beating Georgia this year. In two weeks, yeah, in two weeks, I will be on here saying, celebrating how we beat Georgia. <laughs> Segue into that, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some of last week's games in college football. We'll probably, we'll try to, try to stick to college football mostly. Um, the big game, or not, the, not the biggest game, one of the more surprising games that happened was the Georgia LSU game. Everyone thinks everyone's outlook on Georgia is that they're the juggernaut, next, the next Alabama, the next dynasty. They come out and they get whooped 36 to 16 by the LSU fighting Joe Burrows. Which is he good? I can't tell. I don't I don't know. I can't even tell if like the SEC is good. Yeah, he was 15 of 30 for 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions last last week. Had a couple of runs. Oh, he actually had 13, 13 runs for 66 yards and two touchdowns. So I don't know how that – I don't even – the terrifying Georgia defense allowed Joe Burrow to do that. I know against Florida, when they, before they were playing Florida, I'll have all my Columbus friends that were like, Joe Burrow is nice. You got to worry about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a problem. They, I bet it's they like, didn't know Joe Burrow was like third string quarterback. They knew. They knew who was their. I don't know if they knew who was their core, their third string quarterback. They knew who was their quarterback. I was like, he left Ohio State for a reason, and there's a reason. Urban Meyer. There's a reason Dan Mullen did not go after Joe Burrow. Urban Meyer knew something, and. Hopefully they were talking before this week, before that, before that game, because Florida ended up coming out with the W. But let's stay on topic. Looking at the stats, Georgia just ran, or LSU just ran all over Georgia. Ran for 275 yards and three touchdowns. Well, it was the complete opposite for Georgia. They only ran for two, 113 yards, one touchdown. Jake Fromm, 16 to 34, 209 yards, one touchdown. What? Two interceptions. I think for Georgia, I think if Jake Fromm is throwing 34 passes, I think whenever that happens, I think Georgia's going to lose. So uh, my question is, like, do you ever think they're going to bring in uh, Justin Fields? Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you this. Jake Fromm starts out bad next week, next game against Florida. There's going to be a lot of people saying Justin Fields need to, needs to be the quarterback. Because it's not like Justin Fields is the junior or I guess there's a couple ways to look at it. You could think that he's he's young, so he could still hit, still has room to hit his ceiling. But at the same time, you could say that he's young. So if you need to get someone else in there, you need to get someone else in there, especially the number one recruit out of high school. So I understand why, you know, he just took him to national championship last year. 
So, of course, quarterback just gets Justin Fields just gets there. Don't really not really need him to play, but you wouldn't expect to really need him to play a significant role. But I think the loss of all the seniors on defense, I'm, I don't know exactly who left, but of all the seniors on defense that they had on that defense, Roquan Smith, that was a big one. That's probably why. I think that they had a few defensive linemen who were really good, but that's probably the main reason why LSU just ran for 275 yards on them. And they hadn't played the stiffest competition. I don't think, um, what's his name, DeAndre Baker, I don't think he's that good. He's a fifth-year senior. He's been around the SEC forever. He should be doing this to, not even doing this, he's not even doing anything that crazy. But you should expect him to do good things in his fifth year. I think it's probably like his third year start. And let me check that. Let me check to make sure he's a fifth year and just, I'm just not just talking shit. Yeah, I did throw back in there watching that because going into that week, Notre Dame was five. So I yeah, needed, a senior. needed Georgia to lose. LSU came up for big time. LSU came through big time for everybody. But the disrespect that the polls are showing. Actually, I don't even know how much of disrespect it is. I think we, they have us at 11. So I think they might have moved Oregon ahead of us. But I understand. We lost to Kentucky. We only, we beat, we only beat Mississippi State and, George, and LSU. That's the thing. Like, I don't understand how Michigan. Don't quote me on what they are. I think they're like nine. Eight, maybe. Oh, I might write this down. They're six right six. now. They're six. Yeah, see, I don't know how they're going. Yeah. Who have they played? I mean, Notre Dame beat them by a touchdown. And you know, I got them two spots behind them. Um, let's see. They've played Western Michigan, SMU. They blew out Nebraska. Beat Northwestern by three. Beat Maryland by 21. And just beat, blew out Wisconsin. Okay, so yeah. they beat three weak... Two good games they played. Yeah. Three of the weakest Big Ten teams. Uh, I don't know how good Northwestern is. They're kind of fringe. But I always think the Big Ten is – let's see, we got the Big Ten. Yeah, it's, it's the weakest because you got Nebraska, Rutgers. I think most of the American teams could beat Rutgers. I think Bowen Green put up a fight to Maryland. Yeah, but they also ran for – you know, I only stayed for the first half of that game. I haven't even been to one. I only stayed for the first. So I was like, I, I gotta leave at the at this half, at the end of this half because Florida's about to play. I should have stayed because Florida ended up losing to Kentucky that night. Next game, your game. Are we going to mine? Yep. Uh, Straight Notre out, Notre Dame. Barely beat Pitt, but that didn't shock me because Pitt always plays like that. Okay. Like. Our 2012 season, when we went 12 0 in the regular season, mm -hmm. Pitt took us to like three overtimes. And we barely won. We actually shouldn't have won. We had two players going to block the field goal. They had the same jersey number on. Really? Nobody noticed that until so, after the game. So that was. So, so wait, Curry. what happened on. So. I'm was, sure they caught a flag. No, they didn't. So it was. I don't know if that was that would have been to tie it to go into a fourth overtime, and we had. Don't quote me on the players. It was let's see, Bennett Jackson. I couldn't tell you who the other number two was, but they're coming in from different sides, and they both had number two on, and nobody noticed, and they just missed the field goal, and we won that game and won the rest and got our asses handed to us. But anyway, this uh, Notre Dame game. Let me pull up these stats right quick. It was not a fun game to watch. I mean, Ian Book still had. He, I think he's our savior. To be honest, he hasn't completed less than seventy-five percent of his passes all year. Yeah, I just looked at it. I would think. I know the offense was. They're probably struggling to put the ball. And the end zone, of course, they only scored one time. I know I tweeted that I'm finally watching a Notre Dame game. I was watching it, and they were losing. So I was like, you know what? Let's not watch the Notre Dame game right now. Uh, and then they started coming back. 
I think it was 12 to 14 when I turned it back on. And I was a little hesitant as to if I should keep watching because I don't want I don't want them to like choke it away and I'll be like, dang, I was the reason. I was the reason that they lost. Like, they choked away because I kept watching. Everyone said the Embo had a bad game. Yeah, he threw what? Two picks? 26, 32, 264, 8.25 yards per attempt. That's pretty, yeah. that's not terrible. And all, I think it's what, four games he's played? Mm-hmm. Four games he started. He's completed like 75.2% of his passes, which is leading the nation. But yeah, we just couldn't get anything on the ground. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Ian Book had like was our leading rusher. Yeah, thirty one yards, tied for thirty one yards. Yeah, and then it was just it was heart wrenching to watch because we had been scoring like forty five points a game, which was yeah. But um, it doesn't look it doesn't look like well, I guess Notre Dame or not Notre Dame Pitt they they didn't do anything special on uh, offense really. They got a kick return touchdown. Was, yeah. And a rushing and a rushing touchdown. Their first, their offensive touchdown. <coughs> excuse me, their offensive touchdown. Uh, we had them shut down. It was like fourth and four, and Nico Fertitta, he uh, jumped off sides on the punt before it got snapped. Mm-hmm. So that automatic first down, and then they just drove down the field and scored. It's like a nine-minute drive. But um, and then other than that, our defense, which I think is top three. Like our front fours is insanely good, and uh, yeah, our defense just held them. Um, we have one of the best DBs in the league or in the country right now, Julian Love. Mm-hmm. And, and they couldn't get anything going except for that kickoff return in the beginning of the third quarter. I thought it was over after that. Yeah. So did they? So they ended up. Did they score? Well, I guess, of course, they did. They scored after. Was it 14 to, what, 6? After the, was it the opening kickoff yeah, of the third quarter? Yeah. Opening kickoff? Okay, seven, yeah. Then they didn't score after that, which, I mean, only throw for 126 yards and only run for 116. I guess that's that's not a recipe for success. I guess they didn't turn the ball over, though, so, but... Yeah, it, it didn't seem to be honest. Notre Dame coming off a huge win against Virginia Tech week before that, a huge mm-hmm. win against Stanford. They always had these like small, not small school, but like what do they call trap games? They yeah. always play these down to that level. It'll always happen for probably the rest of history, and it always sometimes we pull them out at the last second, like we had Ball State second. Second or third week after I think it was second week. Ball State and one by eight, I think. Yeah. Speaking of trap games, I didn't write it down. But I guess we'll go to we'll go to my game, my team. The Florida Gators played a noon game, noon Eastern. It was I think it was eleven o'clock kick in Tennessee, Vanderbilt. At the game, it was when you watch the game and you look in the stands, I think 70% of the fans were Florida fans there. And I think they said something to where – the commentator said something on the ESPN broadcast that um, that Vanderbilt, that the SEC actually pays Vanderbilt, I think, $41 million or something like that just to keep the, just to keep the program up. So that can – so you shouldn't expect to win much as Vanderbilt if – there's no backing from the school. You know, you don't get any funding for to make renovations. But that's not what we're here for. They started out, it was 21 to 3, 21 to 6 maybe. Um, 21, 21 to 6, they jumped out. Yes, they jumped out on us. Hmm? Did you think you were going to come back? Oh, I knew it because Vanderbilt, they're not that – this that's the difference between this year and last year. Last year, no way we come back. The coaches would have just they wouldn't have known what to do. They would have benched Felipe Franks, put in Luke Del Rio, and just said, Whatever, we're just gonna throw stuff at the ceiling, hope it sticks. 
But this year, I actually trust our coaches. I trust Dan Mullen, trust Ty Grantham, all of that, to where I believe that they can go into the locker room at halftime and actually make adjustments and say, okay, this is what we're doing, this is what they're doing. We need to stop this and do this, and we will win. And they come out with a game plan, and they win. I, this team has won in I don't know how many different ways, a different way every game, aside from the two blowout wins to FCS teams. Not FCS, but play Charleston Southern and Colorado State. Um, but, yeah, they jumped out to a 21-6 to six lead or something like that. And then I'm pretty sure it was in the first, it was in the first half. They it was on a punt return. Uh, we got we were returning the ball, and our guy James Houston just completely clocks one of their defensive line, one of their one of their guys, knocks him not doesn't knock him out, but they call it targeting on it. So the guy's laying on the ground. Their coach comes out, check on the guy, but he's he starts barking at our sideline. Our coaches start talking back to him. They're yelling. Players come out on the field. Players go off. They start yelling again. Players come back out onto the field. And they call unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on everybody on both teams. And before that, I think you might you, – I'm pretty sure you tweeted, you t- tweeted it to me. Uh, my guy, Voshan Joseph. It looked – now I'm watching it over. It looked – it didn't look as – it looked worse than it really was, I'm sure. Like – it looked yeah. bad. It looked real it clumsy. Bad, like live, because I saw the live clip of it, and the yeah. angle was weird. But like when they replayed it, yeah, a different angle, yeah. It like he was pile driving. It. Yeah, he. De- it looked crazy. So if you haven't seen that, and you want to see it, go look it up. I'm sure, you can find it on any Twitter. But he, the he kind of picked up the guy by his legs. Like him up it was so like it was so quick around. though too. Yeah, he picked him up and then he kind of like landed on him like it looked like he picked him up threw him down and did the the rocks people's elbow on him that's what it looked like did he get a flag for that yeah he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that was before the whole thing with the coaches so when they gave the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on the whole team he got got ejected because that would have been that was his second one so they don't even know he might not even been out there he might have just been sitting down or he could have actually been one of the people getting up off the bench but you don't know, and he gets the penalty for something he might not have even been involved in. He gets kicked out of the game. I actually thought that was going to be something to where it would be kind of hard to adjust because he's one of our best linebackers. And if there's anything this team has struggled with in the past, it is tackling. So losing him, that was a little suspect. But Vanderbilt also lost their – Number one running back who was he gashed us on a seventy-five yard screen pass, took it to the house, and on the, a ninety-nine, it was like a ninety-nine yard drive for their first touchdown. He was just running all over us. So, but after that, after that little brouhaha, I'm gonna use a vocabulary word right there. After that happened, um, we kind of just it it didn't immediately happened but then we called the fake fake punt and then right after the fake punt we got a we got a it was a long touchdown but it was just off of of a slant route to van jefferson and once that happened once he got the slant and took it back took it to the house i was like okay we got something cooking and then we scored a couple more touchdowns we were killing them on the swing swing passes to the running backs all game so we finished with two running backs over 100 yards. Piron and Scarlett both had a touchdown. And then Felipe Franks, 284 yards, which I think was his career high in a fluky interception. He threw it down the goal line. It hit off of a defensive lineman's shoulder pad, bounced up, and the corner caught it. So that was our day. I think now we get a bye week. And oh, you guys have a bye week this weekend? Too? Yep, we get a bye week. I think it's Georgia gets a bye week, too. Really? Hey. Fun, fun. We'll be talking about stuff we probably don't know about. Oh, I don't, I don't know about. I don't know what how many games I'll watch. I'll try to watch some stuff, though. If not, watch, watch some highlights. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll... Let's see. 
Penn Next. State losing to Michigan State. Penn State lost to Michigan State, yeah. That's shocking, to say the least. West Virginia just getting mad. West yeah, yeah, my guy Will Greer. He cannot – I don't know what happened. I was watching that game. It was like every time I watched – every time I turned it, turned back to it, Iowa State had the ball. And it was – and I think it ended up being 30-13, to 13, I think. So – and Will Greer did not have a good game at all. Iowa State was just running, running up a check on him. Let's see. Yeah, 30-14. to 14. West Virginia scored 14 points in the first half and never scored again. So, yeah, they the Will Greer, Will Greer for Heisman picks is not looking good anymore. That's that's a little bad out. But I wanted to ask you, seems like an annual question that everyone asks when it comes to college football, especially the past few years, is Texas finally back? It might be a little late. They might it might really be back week seven. Midway. They still do gotta play West Virginia. I think this week actually. It this. might be in a couple of weeks, but they do have to play West Virginia still. Yeah. And I mean, who's gonna be? Oklahoma. Yeah, the Oklahoma. They lost to Maryland in the first game of the year. They beat TCU, but TCU hasn't came back. TCU, USC, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Baylor, and then they beat Tulsa. They only beat Tulsa by seven. I don't know what happened there. But I guess that was coming off the Maryland loss when they blew out USC, blew out TCU, beat Kansas State, um, beat Oklahoma in a shootout. I wish I could have watched that game. I, I was watching. I wish I, I could have watched, watched that game. game this is the reason I don't think they're back. They were up 21 in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And Kyler Murray led them all the way back and to basically took them to overtime other than Obviously losing at the very last second. But that's why I don't think they're back. Their defense, like they're a typical Big 12 defense. Mm -hmm. like 450 passing yards a game. That's obviously yeah. an overstatement. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, they, I guess they're not too bad. It looks like like the only – that in Maryland. Because other than that, we got 21 to Tulsa, 14 USC, 16 to TCU, 14 to Kansas State, 17 to Baylor. I guess I don't know if that's just coming from them getting turnovers or them actually like making good stops on on the def on the offensive offenses, but I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll definitely. They got Oklahoma State, um, not this week, but next week. They got Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Kansas. So what's that? Five games. I could definitely see them. They could definitely easily go five and zero and finish the year with one, one loss. You think they get in the playoffs again? Is there is there a Big Ten twelve or a Big Ten? Is Big Ten Big championship, 12? Big Twelve championship. Yes, it's just the top two teams. So I think if they went out, they'll it'll be a rematch between them and Oklahoma. And whoever wins that, I think I think if Oklahoma wins out and Texas wins out. Whoever wins that game will go to the playoffs. See, this is why I think we need a, at least eight team playoff because we always have those questionable teams like Alabama. They could lose a fluke game to, not fluke, I guess, but lose a game to like LSU or Georgia, mm -hmm. and they're still probably going to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Because they run rule with everybody else. And then my home is about to come out. But you have Notre Dame. They're not in a conference. But if they go 12-0, they should definitely be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I, if Notre Dame goes 12-0, they got Navy, Northwestern, FSU, Syracuse, USC. If they win all of those games, and let's see, we'll have Notre Dame. Alabama will be one. We'll see what happens with Clemson, see what they can do. Ohio State, I'm sure they'll run the table. We'll see what happens in their Big Ten championship. I actually run the table. I don't know, because who would be the second team in the Big Ten? The second, a very because they have um, it'll be Wisconsin probably because in the Big Ten they have East and West. Um, so you have Michigan, Michigan State. Penn State and Ohio State all in the all in the same yeah Ohio State obviously yeah so or Northwestern 
because Northwestern's actually leading, um, leading their side of the conference. Penn State is one and two in the conference, so they're probably won't. They'll probably they're done. I think it'll probably if I don't see. I don't even know what Michigan's if Michigan is really that good. They'll win out. No, they won't. I think they're gonna they're gonna lose to Penn State. They're gonna lose to Penn State and Ohio State. I've always so I uh, like I said I grew up in rural Ohio where everyone was either a Michigan fan because we were I don't know like ninety minutes from Ann Arbor yeah. or you were a diehard Ohio State fan because you mm -hmm. lived in Ohio. And I had to choose every every November who I would cheer for, and I always choose Michigan because. Like my hatred for Ohio State fans was that strong, mm -hmm. and they always disappointed me. They played like a good game. Like a couple years, couple years ago, it might have been last year. They lost like right at the end. It wasn't last year. It was two years ago when they lost because it, um, they lost in overtime. When yeah, it was, like was it play. if JT Barrett? That wasn't the play in overtime, but whether or not JT Barrett was. Whether he got the first down or not, I know I was at work that day, so I definitely wasn't at work during my freshman year. I didn't have a job. So we'll see. I think that'll be a big game. I don't think – I think there's a letdown somewhere. Michigan will definitely – I think Michigan will be going into that Ohio State game with two losses and they'll lose to Ohio State because Ohio State's talent is just off the charts. Like – Urban is just such a great recruiter. Sketchy person. <laughs> sketchy person, yeah. A whole lot of sketchy personalities on, on those Florida teams. But, yeah, like they could lose Joey Bosa and Chase Young is still going to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, easily. And Nick Bosa probably. Did I say Joey Bosa? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't mean Joey Bosa. I meant Nick, I meant Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is not going to come back, and Chase Young is still going to hold it down and keep getting pressure. I don't think their secondary is that good. They don't have that one lockdown corner anymore. Like they had they had Denzel Ward or they had Marshawn Lattimore. Next year, I think he's a freshman this year. It's a Malik Hooker's little brother. He plays. He just got a stripe off. I saw it last week. So next year, he'll probably be the stud back there. Yeah. But this year, I don't think – Cause I always, they always get, they always end up with interceptions, but it's never like, they're never the okay. I know what route you're running. I'm jumping the route. It's kind of like, the ball is a bad pass, and it just kind of goes to them. I think that's how it goes. That's how I always see their interceptions, and they get gashed by on passes like TCU. They were TCU was sticking with them. Um, I know before it went to halftime, I I was saying to my dad, I said, coming out of halftime, TCU is either gonna win this game or OSU is just gonna blow them out. And in the second half, OSU blew them out. But they never. I guess TCU was their one tough game in non-conference. But they Minnesota was. First half, they were giving them a run for the money. I guess 30 to 14 doesn't look that great. That's the thing. They always play like... Like Oregon State, Rutgers. Rutgers is pretty much... Rutgers is a oh, MAC team. team in, the big, in the Big Ten. Yes. Rutgers is a MAC team. I think if we would have played... football still in the thing? No, they're in the American Conference now. Okay. Because I think that's what they were. Yeah, they were in the Big East, and then they came to... They went to the Big Ten. So uh, it's not just crap on Ohio State time, but I think I like I like Dwayne Haskins. It'll, it would have been interesting to see him, like because he, he was originally committed to Maryland. I think that's where he's from. Mm -hmm. It would have been interesting to see him at Maryland, see if like they did anything. Yeah, I don't know because I think I think part of it is the coaching that he's getting. Like Ohio State, that's he got to sit watch JT Barrett for a few years. <laughs> and then he got to come out and play. And it he gets those the passes he he makes, 
especially the long touchdowns, their receivers are always wide open. Yeah, that's why I don't think they'll win the Heisman. He's not making like they're, he's not making like the big splash plays. But like their receivers, they're they're good. Don't get me wrong, their receivers are good. I feel like they get schemed open a lot, and especially playing against these Big Ten teams like Indiana, Minnesota, Rutgers, teams like that. You're gonna get open deep, but you're faster than everybody on their team. Nobody, you can take a slant route and go yeah. past them. Ohio State, they recruit nationwide. Not mm-hmm. the Big Ten, other than maybe Michigan recruits nationwide. Yeah, but I think I think Ohio State will get to the playoffs. They'll make it to the playoffs. So uh, Ohio State, Alabama, I feel like they're locks right now. I feel like it's just no one in their on their schedule and in their conferences are going to challenge them really. So that's the thing with like the four teams. There's, a, there's five conferences. Yeah. So someone's, someone's getting left out. Or two someone's getting left out. Yeah. It was last year. It was Alabama and Georgia in there. Um, I guess we'll go. We'll go to the next one. On here, on mine, I have. This one is get. I think we talked about this before. I have your Heisman picks. You can give me a top three, or just who you think is the front runner right now. Uh, front runner is definitely Tua. Tua, yeah. Um, like, can you imagine if he played the fourth quarter? If he actually had the chance to play fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah I remember. I know a lot of um, Florida fans were tweeting about how, because there was a stat that said Felipe Franks is tied with Tua in touchdown passes this year. And everyone was kind of going crazy, like, he's tied with Tua, he's tied with Tua. Yeah, but Tua plays the first half of the games and then he just right. chills. So you would kind of have to, like, I wouldn't say double the amount of touchdowns he scores, but add like one or two per game. And then I think I think it's kind of a recency bias because they lost to they lost to Texas and they had a bye week this week. I think if Kyler Murray can if Kyler Murray can take them to the big can win out, get the Big Twelve championship. Because I think if they do that, they're going to make a push for, for the playoffs. They'll be in that top six. So that would be interesting if he won the Heisman and it's just like goes up there, accepts the awards, the season basically be done, and then throws up the deuces, goes plays in the big league. Goes plays baseball. Yeah, that would be kind of a – that be like a Bo Jackson situation, except he's not the superior athlete Bo Jackson was. But I, that's my front runner. That's my pick for Heisman right now. I think the other two would be – I think it would be Tua. I think it has to be Tua and Haskins, honestly. Those are the two quarterbacks who are just putting up just putting up numbers right now, really. Do you think there's any other positions that are going to win it or have a chance to win it? Like um, uh, star running back or like, I guess that would be the other Yeah, I guess that would be the only, like, position you could look at it. Um, but I don't know if – yeah, I get. I guess running back. Let's see who's leading in rushing. Jonathan Taylor is at nine fifty, and then Darrell or Daryl Henderson is at eleven hundred thirty three yards. He's at Memphis though, so Memphis isn't going to get. You're not winning a Heisman at Memphis, so and and Kyler and Tua aren't even in the top five in passing yards. Haskins is. He's at twenty three, uh, hundred thirty one yards right now. He's third. With uh, Cole McDonald, and we're gonna go with Gardner. I don't know his last name from Washington State, and in front of him, and Jordan Tayamu from Ole Miss. If Ole Miss just had a, if they didn't have a high a JV high school defense, <laughs> they would be something to mess with. But they have a, be- a terrible defense, so whatever he's doing is just going to waste. All right, we're gonna go through some picks real quick, and we're gonna wrap it up. All right, first. I we got we can go we can pick against the spread or we could just pick it outright. I got Michigan versus Michigan at at Michigan State. Michigan is favored by seven. Um, I think I think Michigan State will cover. I think it'll be closer than seven points. Um, I don't know who will win though. 
Because, I mean, Michigan State did just beat Penn State. Michigan State beat Penn State. But I didn't watch that game, so I'm not sure how. The last Michigan State game I watched was when they put, lost to Arizona State. And I didn't watch it that closely because it was on late at night. Um, I think I'm going to go with Michigan. I think, uh, actually, I'll probably go Michigan by Michigan by 13. I think Michigan will probably win by 13. I give them probably 30, 30, 17. Probably would go... So now is who is Shea Patterson still playing? Because I have not seen him play. Yeah, he's yeah he's their quarterback. Okay, because like I guess maybe I just tuned in late. Mm-hmm. I think he got. Did he get hurt? Or no, they put Joe Milton in to run the ball a couple times. I know, and then they have Christian McCaffrey's little brother. Yeah, I guess they're cleaning up. Maybe that's where I was just watching. Yeah. But yeah, Michigan will probably win that. I'm gonna say. I'm actually going to go on a limb and say it's not going to be like a high-scoring game. It's going to be like an old-school Big Ten game. That's probably the better choice. I'm going to say 17 to 13. 17-13, Michigan. Michigan. All right, next I put on here, NC State versus Clemson. That's a noon game, I think. Clemson is favored by 17 points. I don't really know what NC State's been doing. Uh, So, really? Yeah, they're one of the last days. I guess they're doing pretty good for themselves. But then again, it's just Clemson and Clemson And it looks like, looking at the stats, Trevor Lawrence isn't doing too bad. Well, he's not doing too bad. I know uh, Clemson is running back. He's, he's a problem. Travis Etienne, he's a problem. So if they had... If Kelly Bryant was playing, I'd be much more comfortable picking um, picking Clemson. Uh, I think I think I'll still pick Clemson. Has he announced where he's going to go? Yet? No, he hasn't. It looks like NC State has has a pretty good defense too, though. Uh, it's not yards wise, more points wise. But hmm, let's see who's, who's NC State played. James Madison. They can, they had to cancel their game against West Virginia, so that's why they're fi- that's why they're five and zero. I guess it's just canceled. Um, actually, because they, the best team they've played, looks like Boston College. And it was twenty eight, twenty three. I think Clemson beats them, and it's not even close. I think Clemson's gonna just. I think Clemson's gonna blow out NC State. Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. Looks like this podcast is starting off right. You're agreeing with me. That's always the good way to go. Next, we got Mississippi State versus LSU. LSU favored by six and a half. I'll let you go first. Um, you know, I I haven't really watched the SEC at all, other than I think I watched the end of the LSU Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how good they are. I don't know how great Joe Burrow is. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't even. I don't even think I can name a player on Mississippi State. Mississippi State, but they are ranked number twenty-two. Yeah. What did you say the spread was? Six and a half? Six and a half LSU's favorite. I'm going to go LSU. It's probably more than six and a half. So I'm going to say LSU 30, Mississippi State 14. Let's hmm. I think. Oh, I just looked at this. Oh, this is tough because I know. Look at the predictor. It's uh, 58 to 41. I know we play both of these teams, so I've watched at least one game from both of these teams. I know Mississippi, they both have offensive line problems. Georgia wasn't able to, from what it looks like, Georgia wasn't able to capitalize on that. But they're, I don't know how good Georgia's pass rush is. I know Mississippi State has a few dogs on their, on their D-line. So, based off of that, um, I'm looking at let's the see. Lost. I think I'm gonna change it. I know they, they just they beat Auburn, which was their last game. Auburn's in a tailspin right now. They just lost to the bottom feeder, one of the bottom feeders of the of the SEC, the Tennessee Volunteers. They just lost to them last week. Oh man, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Mississippi State outright. I think Mississippi State just. I don't think it's going to be high scoring, 
I think Mississippi, Mississippi State uses their defense. But at the same time, I don't know how much I trust. I guess they – I think their game plan was a little better against Auburn. They only scored, what would that be, two touchdowns, 23-9. to nine. Yeah, 23-9 to and LSU beat Auburn by one point. Yeah. About the beginning of the season. Yeah. I think – I still think Mississippi State beats them. I think Nick Fitzgerald has a bad game. I think uh, Jeffrey Simmons and Martez Sweat have – I think they'll have hmm, – I think – I think Mississippi State's D-line will have five sacks on Joe Burrow. Montez Sweat will have two of them. He had three. He might have had four against Auburn. Let's see. Yeah, he had three sacks, I think, and he had all the team sacks. But I think think their D-line gets after LSU. I think Nick, Nick Fitzgerald... Runs wild on LSU, so I'll go. Oh, let's see, I'll go twenty. Dang, do I want to? Trying to think of how many points I want to give. LSU can put up some points if they get their running game going, and it's the same thing with Mississippi State's offense. I'm rambling right now. I should have thought about this before we started. I'll say Mississippi State 24, LSU, LSU 20. I think Nick Fitzgerald has. I think I'm going to change mine to, like, LSU winning still, but it's going to be Mississippi State will cover this way. I think they'll cover. I think, I think it'll be 30 to 27. I think Nick, Nick Fitzgerald will have. He only had 69 yards passing last week like when they played Auburn, but he also ran for 195 yards. I don't think he runs for that many yards. I think he'll pass for over. I think he'll pass for one fifty. I think he'll run for one twenty. And and Mississippi State wins the game by what I say four points, twenty four twenty. Next, we got a little action. Our school, Bowling Green, new coach, kind of. Yeah, we didn't even talk about this part yet. We'll we'll get to it right now. Uh. Bowling Green at Ohio. Ohio is favored by 17 points. Yeah, they can, they can chop that up as Ohio W. I'm going to say Bowling Green beats them. Really? Yes. I, mean, I was looking at it. Brown, you know, Claire is just a stud. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to play because he got hurt. The, he got hurt? I don't know like how serious okay. was, but he didn't. When I flipped to this channel, it's only watched like two seconds. When I flipped to the channel and watched it, he was on the sideline in his jersey. But I know he played the first half. Oh, God. And we're just not good. I mean, we but are. I think our like, defense, if our defense can hold them to – if our if, if Ohio only scores 30 points, we'll win. 30, 35 points, we'll win. Because – like if you look at it, we scored. Our defense has the lowest amount they've given up is thirty eight against Miami of Ohio, but our, yeah, <laughs> fifty eight to Oregon, forty five to Maryland, forty two to Eastern Kentucky, sixty three to GT, fifty two to Toledo, forty two to Western Michigan. Now me and my roommate were actually keeping track. We haven't in a couple weeks. We were keeping track. Oh, of- we actually beat we beat Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. We scored forty two. They scored thirty five. There we go. I was assuming a loss. We were keeping track of how many rushing yards we had given up. Bowling Green had given up throughout the season. And I haven't kept track after Georgia Tech, but we were over 1,200 rushing yards in, I think that was the fifth game, fourth game? Yeah, after Miami, Ohio. Miami, Ohio was the fourth game. And so, Georgia Tech, yeah, Georgia Tech probably, yeah, that was, it was disgusting. Yards we are, if, I think there are 130 teams in Division One FBS football. And we're 125. 129th in points against with 47.6. But we're 84th in points for at 27.3. 27th in passing yards. 120th in rushing yards. I think I think Davey gets us this win, this MAC win. 
Anyway, I don't know when the last time we got one. I know we didn't get one last year. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to strike that. We probably did win. We beat Miami. Boom. There we go. I'm doubting my team. All right. But first, we actually have to talk. Go ahead. We're going to wrap wrap it up with this. So, Bowling Green fired, finally fired Coach Mike Jinks. All right. He, a story came out. I guess this originally came out when they first hired him. I have never heard it. When they hired him in going into the 2016 season, after we had just went like 10 and Two in the regular season, they hired Mike Jinks. Okay. The then athletic director. First, we lost our coach, Dino, to Syracuse. Syracuse. Then the athletic director decided. He's looking good at Syracuse, yeah, by the way. He decided that instead of, like, let's actually go out on, like, a recruiting trail and try to find the coach best fit for our system mm-hmm. that we want to have. Mm-hmm. He goes to his laptop and Googles best offenses of that season and finds Texas Tech was number one. Texas Tech had Pat Mahomes and I'm sure a couple other studs who were averaging, I think they scored like 60 points a game because yes. it's the Big 12. And that's the Texas Tech passes the ball. That's all they do. Yeah, air raid. Yep. But he goes and Googles best offenses in 2015. Sees Texas Tech as number one. And goes down the list of their coaches to find the assistant that he can afford. Not that he wants. <laughs> not that fits our best system that he can afford. Coach James, like, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing him. But he has never had any D1 head coaching experience. He had never, I want to say like five years before, he was a high school head coach. Mm-hmm. He coached at like a small Texas state school. And then he was like, he was their running backs coach. He was their running backs coach, which is why, why the fact that Texas Tech passes the ball primarily is a big thing. I feel like, I don't even know. Like, I'm not big on what coaches are doing what. But I'm sure they could have went out. I don't know how much money they had, though. I don't know how much money they had to spend. I think four years, a few million, they owe it a bunch. Yeah, they still, the buyout is going to be, the buyout is going to be large. But I feel like they could have went to, but they could have picked out, like. A proven system. Yeah, not even proven in, like, the big conferences, but maybe, like, even in, like, the Sun Belt, someone who has some head coaching experience, maybe. Someone, I don't even know. Just, but, hey, you live and you learn. My only thing is there was there had to be a conversation or, like, a newest, new athletic director. Have one now. Who was it? We have, we have a new athletic yeah, director yeah, now, so hopefully he doesn't but Google. There has to be a committee that like decides on this. I'm not sure how the inner workings happen, but there had to be a conversation of like the athletic director, maybe the president of the school, I guess, possibly. I don't know. Probably not because she was kind of old. But so it has to be him and his like entourage, I guess, that had to sit around and pitch ideas to who they hire. And they're probably pitching, oh, let's hire this assistant, let's hire this one. Maybe, like, he fits our scheme, whatever. This guy just goes, nah, let's just Google it. But what could go wrong? I feel like if you... Four and two and a half years. I feel like if you Google it, you don't really know. I feel like if you're Googling it, you don't know much about the team or you just don't yeah. care anymore at the point at that point. And if, if we win this game, if... Bowling Green beats Ohio right after they fired him. I think they'll make the defensive coordinator. I don't. They shouldn't, cause the way that the the way the defense has been looking, <laughs> they shouldn't. But we're gonna wrap it up right there. Episode one, hopefully of plenty. We'll have a name next time. There'll probably be a name by the time this this comes out. But sign. Signing off, that's what I was going to say. It's Malik. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Uh.
uh, run it back, run it back again. It's the comeback kid again. Touchdown, gotta score and win. Wings stop, lemon pepper shit. Murder niggas with this mighty pen. Said they finna lock me in the pen. Shorty told me pop a Vicodin, cause the head game on Benton. All my niggas round me militant, ayy. Y'all niggas sweeter, this a cinnamon, ayy. Climb over walls like an immigrant, ayy. Now they feel my force so imminent, ayy. I'ma get the chopper clip as infinite, ayy. I'ma betty mop them like a dissident, ayy. Drill these niggas bitches like a filament, ayy. Counting up the money is a stimulant, ayy. Hold up, hold up real quick. I drip sauce, can't spill it. I just floss, no toothpick. Out of pocket like Mike Vick. Picture me in a Benz, ayy. Louis Lopez and Jims, ayy. San Antonio 210, ayy. Count it down, no, I spend, ayy. Kicking down the door, I need all of it, ayy. Walking in the news, want all of it, ayy. Pockets getting fatter than a walrus, ayy. I'm a big dog, ginormous, ayy. With, with a hook, with a chorus at. Pressing niggas like a cornerback. We just getting started, promise that. All my niggas smoking cookie pack. Don't pass over here, huh. You don't want smoke my way. I pack a nigga like Green Bay. I'll smack a nigga like Tina Fey. Brap a nigga like a mighty K. Money counter counter 100K. I need that times 10 plus two more to make sure my niggas straight. Flag on the play, no whistling, ayy. Mask on so there ain't no witnesses, ayy. All the little bitties blowing kisses in, ayy. And he only hit cause I'm missing them, ayy. All you niggas good for is fiddling, ayy. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Listen it, ayy. I'm just having fun like them kidney kids. But his body back seasons, niggas sipping it, ayy.